chapter 32 this chapter is about in quest of guru and god fasting disapproved in this chapter hemat band describes two things one how baba met his guru in the woods and through him god two how baba made mrs gokale who made up her mind to fast for 3 days eat puran polis preliminary in the beginning hemadban describes the sansara that is the visible world by the allegory of ashwada tree that is the banyan tree which has in the phraseology of the gita roots above and branches below its branches are spread downward and upwards and are nourished by the gunas and its sprouts are the objects of the senses its roots leading to actions are extended downwards to this world of men its form cannot be known in this world nor its end its beginning nor its support after cutting this ashwada tree of strong roots with sharp weapon of non-attachment one should seek the path beyond treading where there is no return for traversing this path the help of a good guide is absolutely necessary however learned a man may be or however deep his study of veda and vedant may be he cannot reach his destination safely if the guide be there to help him and show him the right way he would avoid the pitfalls and the wild beasts on the journey move aside baba's experience in this matter through the story which he gave out himself is really wonderful which when attended to will give you faith devotion and salvation the quest once four of us were studying religious scriptures and other books and being thus enlightened we began to discuss the nature of brahma one of us said that we should raise the self with self efforts and not depend on others to this the second replied that he who controls his mind is blessed we should be free from thoughts and ideas and there is nothing in this world without us the third said the world is always changing the formless is eternal so we should discriminate between the unreal and real and the fourth baba himself urged that bookish knowledge alone is worthless and added let us do our prescribed duty and surrender our body mind and five pranas to the guru's feet guru is god all pervading to get this conviction strong unbounded faith is necessary while discussing in this way we four learned men began to ramble through the woods in quest of god the three wanted to make the quest with their free and unaided intellect on the way a vanjari that is a man who trades in certain things such as grains etc by carrying them on bullock met us and asked us it is hot now where and how far are you going 
in the woods we replied he inquired on what quest are you bound we gave him an ambiguous and evasive reply on seeing us rambling aimlessly he was moved and said without knowing the woods fully you should not wander at random if you want to walk through forest and jungles you should take a guide with you why do you exert yourselves unnecessarily during this hot noon sun you may not give out to me your secret of the quest still you can sit down eat bread drink water take rest and then go be always patient at heart though he spoke so tenderly we discarded his request and marched on we thought that we were self-contained men and needed nobody's help the woods were vast and trackless the trees therein grew so close and tall that the sun's rays could not penetrate through them so we lost our way and wandered here and there for a long time ultimately through sheer good luck we came back to the place from where we started the vanchari met us again and said by relying on your own cleverness you missed your way a guide is always necessary to show us the right way in small or great matters and no quest can be successfully carried out on an empty stomach unless god wills it no one meets us on the way do not discard offers of food served dish should not be thrust away offers of food should be regarded as auspicious signs of success on saying this he again offered us food and asked us to be calm and patient again my companions did not like this unsolicited hospitality and discarded his offer without doing any quest and without taking any food the three began to move out so obstinate were they i was hungry and thirsty and i moved and i was moved by the vanjari's extraordinary love we thought ourselves very learned but were strangers to kindness the vanjari was quiet illiterate and unqualified fellow and belonged to a low caste still he had love in his heart and asked us to eat the bread in this way he who loves others disinterestedly is really enlightened and i thought acceptance of his hospitality was the best beginning of getting knowledge so very respectfully i accepted the loaf of bread offered ate it and drank water then lo the guru came and stood before us what was the dispute about he asked and i told him everything that had happened then he said would you like to come with me i will show you what you want but he alone who believes in what i say will be successful the others did not agree to what he said and left him but i bowed to him reverentially and accepted his dictum then he took me to a well tied my feet with a rope and hung me head downwards and feet up from a tree near the well i was suspended 3 feet above the water which i could not reach with my hands or with my mouth
after suspending me in this manner he went away no one knew where after 10 or 12 gathakas or 4 to 5 hours he returned and after taking me out quickly asked me how i fared in bliss supreme i was how can a fool like me describe the joy i experienced i replied on hearing my answer the guru was much pleased with me drew me near him and stroking my head with his hand kept me with him he took care of me as tenderly as mother bird does of her young ones he put me into his school how beautiful it was there i forgot my parents all my attachment was snapped and i was liberated easily i thought that i should embrace him and keep staring at him always if this image was not fixed in my eyes i would rather be blind such was the school no one who entered it once could return empty handed my guru became my all in all my home mother and father everything all my senses left their places and concentrated themselves in my eyes and my sight was centered on him thus my guru was the sole object of my meditation and i was conscious of none else while meditating on him my mind and intellect were silent and i had thus to keep quiet and bow to him in silence there is an explanation of this please listen carefully we think that this description of the hanging in upside down position in the well for 4 to 5 hours should not be taken too literally for no one can be at ease and feel bliss if he be suspended with a rope head down and feet up in a well for hours together this seems to be a figurative description of the trance or samadhi state there are two sorts of consciousness one sensual two spiritual when our senses and mind which are created by god with an outgoing tendency meet their objects we get the sensual consciousness in which we feel pleasure or pain pure or mixed but not bliss supreme or happiness when the senses and the mind are withdrawn from their objects and are given opposite direction that is when they are introverted and fixed on the self we get the spiritual consciousness in which we feel unalloyed joy or bliss which is ineffable the words in bliss supreme i was and how can i describe the joy i felt so that the guru put him in trance and kept him above the waters of the restless senses and mind there are other schools where you see an altogether different spectacle the disciples go there to seek knowledge and spend their money time and labor but ultimately they don't gain much the guru there boasts of his secret knowledge and his straightforwardness he makes a show of his sacredness and holiness he speaks a lot and sings his own glory but his own words do not touch the disciples heart and they are not convinced so far as self realization is concerned 
he has not reached that how can such schools be of any use to disciples and how can they be benefited the master or the guru mentioned above was of different type by his grace realization flashed upon me of itself without effort or study i had nothing to seek everything became to me as clear as broad daylight the guru alone knows how the inverse suspension with head down and feet up can give happiness among the four one was karmakandi that is a ritualistic who only knew how to observe and abstain from certain rites the second was dhyani who was puffed up with pride of knowledge and third was a bhakta who surrendered himself completely to god believing that he was the sole doer when they were discussing and arguing the question of god came up and they depended on their unaided knowledge went in search of him sai who was discrimination and dispassion incarnate was one of the four on being himself brahma incarnate some may ask why did he mix with them and act foolishly he did this for setting an example to follow though an incarnation himself he respected a low vanjari by accepting his foot with the firm belief that foot is brahma and showed how those who rejected vanjari's hospitable offer suffered and how it was impossible to get dhyan without a guru the shruti or taitriya upanishad exhorts us to honor and worship mother father and preceptor and to study the sacred scriptures these are the means of purifying our minds and unless this purification is effected self realization is not possible neither the senses nor the mind and intellect reach the self modes of proof such as perception and inference will not help us in the matter it is the grace of the guru that counts the objects of a life such as dharma artha and kama are attainable with our effort but the fourth object which is moksha or liberation can only be had with the help of the guru in the life story of shri sai many personalities appear and play their part astrologers come and give out their predictions princes noblemen ordinary and poor men sanyasis yogis singers and others come for darshan even a mahar comes and making a salutation says sai is the my bab that is true parents who will do away with our rounds of births and deaths so many others such as jugglers gondalis the blind and the lame nat pantis dancers and other players come and are given suitable reception the vanjari also appeared at the right time and played the part assigned to him let us now revert to the other story fasting and mrs gokale baba never fasted himself nor did he allow others to do so the mind of the person who fasts is never at ease then how could he attain his paramatma or goal of life god is not attained on an empty stomach 
first the soul has to be appeased if there be no food in the stomach and nutrition with what eyes should we see god with what tongue should we describe his greatness and with what ears should we hear the same in short when all our organs get their proper nutrition and are sound we can practice devotion and other sadhanas to attain god therefore neither fasting nor overeating is good moderation in diet is really wholesome both to mind and body one mrs gokule came to shirdi with an introductory letter from mrs kashibai kanadkar a devotee of baba to dada kelka she came to baba with a determination to sit at baba's feet and observe a 3 days fast the previous day baba said to dada kelka that he would not allow his children to starve during the shimga that is holy holidays and that if they had to starve why was he there next day when the women went with dada kelkar and sat at baba's feet baba at once said to her where is the necessity of fasting go to dada bach's house prepare the dish of puran polis feed his children and yourself too shimga holidays were on mrs kelkar was then going through her menses and there was nobody to cook in dada bach's house so baba's advice was very timely then mrs gokale had to go to dada bach's house and prepare the dish as directed she cooked that day fed others and herself what a good story and how beautiful its import baba's sarkar baba gave a story of his boyhood as follows when i was a youngster i was in search of bread and went to bead there i got embroidery work i worked hard sparing no pains the employer was very much pleased with me three other boys worked before me the first got rupees 50 second rupees 100 and third rupees 150 and i was given twice the total of this amount that is rupees 600 after seeing my cleverness the employer loved me praised me and honored me with a full dress a turban for the head and the sheela for the body etc i kept this dress intact without using it i thought that what a man might give does not last long and it is always imperfect but what my sarkar gives lasts to the end of time no other gift from any man can be compared to his my sarkar says take take but everybody comes to me and says give give nobody attends carefully to the meaning of what i say my sarkar's treasury is full it is overflowing i say dig out and take away this wealth in cartloads the blessed son of a true mother should fill himself with this wealth by wealth baba means spiritual wealth the skill of my fakir the leela of my lord and the aptitude of my sarkar is quite unique what about me body will mix with earth 
breath with air this time won't come again no matter where i go or where i sit maya always troubles me much still i am always anxious for my men he who does anything will reap its fruit and he who remembers these words of mine will get invaluable happiness bow to shri sai peace be to all